When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. How is everyone today? Um, We're doing well. Yeah? It's, yeah. Yeah. Busy, 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 already busy little morning, you know, doing the... Right? Yeah, doing the wake up, doing the get ready to do stuff. I'm trying to make sure this phone does not in any way interrupt. So I'm making it be quiet. We've We've already got ready to get ready? We've already got ready to get ready. We have gotten ready to get ready. Yeah. Anyway, for those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, I'm Jessica Kupferman. With me, as always, is my gazelle-like friend, Elsie Escobar. <laughs> and my Santa Claus-like editor, John Domingo. <laughs> Woohoo! Here we are. Hello, I missed here we are. you. I missed you, but Sky was awesome. I Sky loved- is awesome. Oh, you didn't miss me that much. Don't even so try and good. play. It was fun. It was really fun. But I did miss you. I did miss Thank you, you for sure. Yes, yes. That's just because you blindly love me. I do blindly love you. I do. That's that's why. Not because I'm correct. good at this. <laughs> hey. I know the truth. Um, it's all right. That's not true because you, young lady, are now a pod lord. So there is three pod right. lords on this podcast. It means so much more to you than it does to me. I don't even know what you're... I know it does. Like, I can't I help mean, it. Like, it's, it's not that it doesn't mean anything to me, Jim. It just means that... Uh, <laughs> I like how it's like I gotta. It just means that I don't know why it's like a. I mean, is it? It is it. Yes. It is it. So much of a badge of honor. Sure. Go in there and look at who they all, who Jim has interviewed so far, and it's the who's who of podcasting. It's great. It's so good. good. Did you like being on it? Did you guys both? Now we've all been on it, right? Yes, we have. I enjoyed it. I did. I mean, in that way, it is. It is an honor just because it's Jim, and like he has very, very popular shows, and I honestly never thought I'd be on any of them because. Before this one, they were about, like, horror stories. Right. The only way I would ever make one of his podcasts is if I was brutally murdered in a bed. I was going to say, I do have a lot of horror stories, but that doesn't mean I <laughs> that doesn't mean I qualify to be on his show, though. There's that. Yes. Yeah. I get it. I mean, like, real-life horror stories that would probably be more frightening than anything they've heard in a long time. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. Oh my now goodness I'm just getting gracious. crazy. I'm sorry. All right. Well, we have some interesting stuff on the show today, so I guess we should just dive right on in. Yes. Why don't we start with some audio feedback? Hi there. My name's Kat Strawbridge, and I've got a podcast, The Finally Pregnant Podcast, for those who are pregnant following infertility and loss. I've done kind of one series so far um, from a starting base of having no idea what I'm doing. I really would love to get some sponsorship ultimately, um, whether that be per episode or for a whole other series. And I really don't know where to start with that. So I wonder if you can either point me in the direction of a podcast that you've already done about that. I've just recently been recommended to come and find you. So I will have a look myself as well. Um, hope to hear from you soon. Thanks a lot. Bye bye. I love that accent. Yeah, there's something about a British accent. Boy, oh boy. You know what All I'm right. saying? You know mm-hmm. what I mean, Vern? Yeah. What shall we do? Because we have we've covered this 
extensively in the She Podcast Super Squad. Mm-hmm. We have covered it uh, off and on in She Podcast, the group. Mm-hmm. And we did a couple of episodes, but you were out at this time, way back when I did um, a couple of episodes about sponsorship without you. But I don't think we really have any episodes where we dive deep into these things. So where where should she start? Should we just riff on it? What's the first step? Like if, if somebody came with for sponsorship, what's the first question that you would have for her? What would you as a uh, consultant ask her for? Okay, seriously, I know nothing about sponsorship. Where do I get started? The first thing you have to know is that sponsors are not buying your content. They're buying your audience. So you have to have at your fingertips your audience information, regardless of how big and small. You need to know not just how many there are, but who they are. So you need some way of finding out their demographics as well, because sponsors want to know that they're going to be right in front of their exact target market. It is your job as a podcaster to convince them of that, not to convince them that your show is awesome, because Hmm. most of the time advertisers don't question that. They just want to know that their dollars are going towards, you know, the whole point of marketing is to get in front of the people who are going to buy your stuff. So this is no exception. So the next part is putting together a media kit or a pitch. I usually say once you've got your audience information down, you ask an advertiser if they've ever thought about podcast advertising because your next step after knowing who your audience is, is to ask people if they've ever considered you have to sell podcast advertising because it's relatively new. So most people, when they pitch, talk about their show and an advertiser, if they've never thought about it, have no idea how it works. That's a lot of information wasted because I often compare it to asking someone to marry you when they're not even sure they're dating. You have to sort of ask if it's something they've considered. Have they ever thought about it? Would they be interested in hearing more? Because you have a great show and you know that your audience would love whatever it is that they do. And then they come back to you and say yes or no or tell me more. And then you then need to know how podcast advertising works, which I'm hoping by this point you do. The way it works is you give me the copy. I sell the thing. I tell my people about it. You give me a coupon code if you want to track it. If not, it's no big deal. I give you 30 seconds here, there, and everywhere. You know, you sort of explain how it works and how you track and how they how they measure success. And then you can, again, reiterate that your audience is this many people who like sunshine and caramel or whatever. I don't know where that came from, but oh, I know where it came from. Because this morning we were listening to the Beatles and Isaac said they were Carmel Cartney and John Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> so That's yeah, awesome. Carmel Cartney. So yeah, back to the story. So we have, just to reiterate, you know who your audience is and how many of them there are. And not just your podcast audience, but all your reach, your email, your website traffic, and all your social channels. And then once you know who they are, you find the advertiser that you think wants to get in front of this audience and you tentatively ask if they've ever considered something like this. Most of the time, at least in my experience, they have thought about it but not known where to start. That's where you come in. Then you say, oh, well, if you've thought about it, why don't we do a little fun little experiment? Couple episodes. Here's how it works. Here's what we do. What do you think? Here's what it costs. And they'll either say yes or no. But you need to know those things first. That's sort of like a extremely basic overview yep. with lots of probably terms that no one under. So if you are completely new also, you should know that advertising, that is how it works. They give you copy. You choose where in the show you're going to do it. At the beginning of the show is called pre-roll. The middle of the show is mid-roll. The end of the show is end-roll. 
And it's usually in increments of 15, 30, 60 seconds, 90 seconds. That's what you sell. I don't normally stay within those parameters because if I'm gushing about something, I need to just talk. I don't want to have to measure 30 seconds worth of whatever. However, if it's awkward and you don't know what to say, then that's where the measuring comes in. But for the most part, it's something that you like already or you wouldn't have pitched them. And then you just say, oh, my God, you guys are going to love this thing. It's the best. It has to be really authentic. They will give you talking points usually, but, you know, and you can make sure that you hit those points. But for the most part, it's really about you talking about your experience with the product. That's what makes it a good sell. Um, As far as pricing your stuff, it doesn't really matter how big your audience is. If you don't have enough downloads to have like X amount of dollars per thousand. So like if you have 10,000 and you charge 30 per thousand, you would have $300 an ad. But if you don't have an audience that big, you can just go by like how it feels. And that's kind of how Elsie and I started. Like we weren't really paying attention to our downloads. Not that we didn't know what they were, but it just wasn't the right way to sell for us. So I said, okay, well, if we do an ad every show for a month, is 150 enough? And Elsie was like, nah, it doesn't feel like enough. And let me go, uh, let me go on the high end. Does a thousand feel like in that way? That feels like too much. It felt like pressure. And so we kind of whittle it up and down and up and down until we find a number. We're like, okay, yeah, $500 is worth. This is long ago, by the way. We charge way more than that now, but $500 is worth us doing the work of putting an ad together four times and they will probably make their money back. But if you charge too much, then you're on the hook and there's a lot of pressure. If you charge too little, then you feel like you're being taken advantage of. So there's got to be somewhere in the middle that you feel comfortable pitching. And you'll know what that number is, believe it or not. And I mean, just try that little try that little game that I just did. Well, $30 is clearly not enough. $3,000 is clearly too much. What's in the middle there that I feel good about? And also just to add on to that, a little bit of information that a lot of podcasters don't really find out beforehand is whether or not your audience is responsive or that they are in any way engaged with your show. Mm -hmm. So a couple of ways for you to measure that kind of thing would be how many emails you're getting per show. Are you getting any feedback? Are you doing what you just did, Kat? You just, you know, you sent it via voice feedback for us, which is uh, for us, that's like a real highly engaged participation into the relationship with us, right? So we've already, we're kind of showing proof of concept here. So if anybody wants to advertise with us, we can say, well, we get X amount of engagement or we get this type of engagement. Or if we say like, you know, when Jessica is wearing something amazing and sparkly and she says, you guys need to do this. Or if I say, drink green smoothies, And then people start to ask me, what kind of smoothie are you drinking? And oh my God, I'm doing it too. That is all a way for you to measure the type of influence that you have in your audience. So you need to make sure that you have that there. There's also a difference in between audience influence that you have on your show and audience influence that you have on social media, which is a totally different thing. So if you're getting engagement in your Instagram channel, I would actually venture to say for you to lead with Instagram, if that's where you're hub is. That's where people are doing what you're saying. But if you're getting crickets on your podcast, that could be like a complimentary thing. You don't necessarily need to sell your podcast. Mm-hmm. But for us, it's like um, we we have a much wider brand reach. And there are people who have said, we want in front of your group. That to them is a lot more valuable. Or we have people who have come up and just said, we want just podcast advertising. Great. They know exactly where they want to go. Right. What she said. What she said. (laughs) And that's it. 
in terms of the first step for you, it would be just exactly what Jess said. Make sure that you survey your audience in some way, shape or form. One way that you could do that is looking at your Instagram demographics, looking at your Facebook page demographics, at your Twitter demographics, at your newsletter demographics. If you have that kind of information yeah, you don't in have the back end. you survey them, I don't think. You can just find that information. Yeah, you can find that information now. Um, you can look at the stats that are coming from Apple Podcasts. You can look at the stats that are coming from Spotify, which are also demographic. Well, I don't think uh, Apple Podcasts has demographics, but you have like completion rates in there. Spotify does have demographics and you can definitely check that out. And you can extrapolate information based on that. But I think one of the biggest things is whether or not you are getting engagement, because it doesn't really matter if you have 100,000 downloads per episode per month or something like that. But your audience is completely not engaged with you. Like they don't, you don't get any kind of feedback. Mm -hmm. So if you say buy this, you don't even know if they're doing it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could simply start with something like follow me on Instagram, see how many people actually do that and say hi to me in the latest episode post or tag me on Twitter so that you know that people are doing what you're asking because that's one way to start to track um, your influence. Okay. Yeah. Did we cover that? What do you think, John? Do you think that that's like... If you were new, would you If you were new, would that be give you a place to start? Absolutely. And I'll tell you why. Because I am new in the advertising part of podcasting because I've never (laughs) tried to advertise or get advertising dollars. And it makes a lot more sense what you're saying is that you have to sell the whole influence, the whole audience. To me, that's what really sunk into me is you're selling your audience, not your podcast. Because you could just think if Joe Rogan didn't have that audience... He wouldn't be making the money that he's making, but it's because his audience is engaged and they, they go every yep. week. That's why he can make they're the money. They're obsessive. Now. They're extremely loyal. They're big mouthed. I mean, and by that, I just mean mm-hmm. they talk back to him a lot. Not that they have yeah. a big mouth. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All that all stuff right. means a lot. Yeah. Well, let us know if you have any other questions like that. We're happy to go over stuff when you want to know yeah. stuff. Just ask us about the stuff. I know. And also, but just to give you guys uh, the scoop here, y'all, I mean, we do like Jess and I do one-on-one consulting for sure, but we also do our She Podcast Super Squad, which is $5 a month, you guys. And we answer Mm -hmm. questions like this kind of thing every single week. We take turns. We go in there, we we just hit them up. And then if you put your, we don't get like that crazy amount of questions. Sometimes we do. But if you have something, just pay $5 a month. I mean, for gosh's sake, that's the cheapest amount you you can get. It's not going to kill you and you have access to us and we could totally just address you, which yeah. is the coolest thing. I wanted to jump in there so bad this week. Why didn't you? What do you mean? Because someone was asking about using the podcast template in Adobe Audition, which is horrible. And I was like, uh, and I wanted mm. to jump I in. Asked you, it's funny because I did mention yes. you on that. You were there, right? Yes. So I would love to be able to just yeah. jump in there and just do a little quick video and say, okay, this is how I set it up. That would be yeah. cool. Well, you can do that. I mean, if you want to do it, just do Why it. Why didn't you? Oh, you mean like there. come on live? Yeah. Oh, you wanted to come I, on live. I could make a video and do it. Yeah, you make a little video and put it up there and okay. show people because that's the kind of crap like I have no idea. And there's a lot of other editors in there that, you know, when you ask a question, they're very, very helpful. A lot of times mm-hmm. they'll make, a, they'll have to ask a question. I'll go in there. I'll say, oh, here's something I can answer. And I go in there and Dave Jackson and like, other people yeah. all answered it. I'm like, oh, no sense. Everybody's already answered. No need for me to be in here. I know. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So um, moving on to our little bit of feedback that we really loved that we got, right? Yes. Uh, hey, ladies. I started my first podcast in January. Sometimes it's a joy. Sometimes it's grueling. But all the time, it's a tremendous learning experience. I'm part of your Facebook group, 
catch the shows when I can, and I stopped by the booth at Podcast Movement. I really enjoyed your no-nonsense advice and your attitude of keeping things chill. There is just so much, period, 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 about growing your audience, getting exposure, all the download numbers. And because I'm not perfect, barf, I feel like I'm always feeling it doing something that would change everything, that quote, that would change everything. I appreciate your ability to shift my perspective so that I can feel more confident about what I'm doing and not let all the ratings, monetization, metrics, obsession make me want to cry into my pillow every night. All the best to you, Rachel Wilkinson. That's so nice mm. and so, so true. Yeah, that was very, very awesome. It does always feel like you're missing doing the one thing that will do make everything. But here's the thing, because this is what my plight was in my career for like the longest time i was just kind of flailing around going like i know i'm not doing you know i would try this and i would try that and like when it didn't work i would just be like well i just can't find that thing that thing that's gonna hit that just one thing that's gonna hit and like it's probably something of a money story because my father kind of did the same thing and then he had this brilliant idea for a business and then it served him until i mean it's still i mean it's just now falling apart let's be honest but like um (laughs) It was, he was, he recycled videotape and he thought of it in 1982 and it made us very, very well off until, you know, now there's no video anymore. So all I can say is like, if you're one of those people that feels like something's going to hit, that might happen, but you sort of have to play until that happens because you don't know what the thing is going to be. And also I do think it has to be a little bit scary. And I'm not saying that your podcast is not scary, But ratings and Instagram and Facebook lives, like none of that's scary. That's just little pieces to a puzzle that's like, it's not really that big of a puzzle. It's more like you have to innovate somehow in order for something to be the thing that would change everything. Like I know that feeling. The thing that would change everything is not you writing show notes or not writing show notes. That thing is not you doing Facebook lives or automating your Twitters. Like none of Twitters, listen to me. None of that is that thing that will change everything. That thing is a much bigger thing. And right. so don't, and so worrying about these little things is sort of just, uh, I don't want to say distraction, but it's more like, you know, keeping yourself busy. Like I see my mother-in-law the way she keeps herself busy, 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 busy. I'm, I got to do this and I got to do that. And I got to do that. It's almost like you're avoiding the big thing because you're busy doing the little things. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And the other thing is like, I, and this is what I try to impart to all the people that I mentor is that, you know, a lot more than you think, you know, particularly about your audience. And so whenever you go like, I don't know if I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do when it comes to marketing or all kinds of stuff like this, especially reaching your audience. Mm-hmm. I venture to say that, you know, a lot more about your audience than anybody that you hire or anybody you ask. Very so, true. Because as of right now, there is no one way for podcasters to grow the audience, right? There is no one way. And there are some ways that like help, but they are completely out of your control. One of them Mm -hmm. being, let's say you are featured on a, you know, on an article in mainstream media, or you are mentioned by a big podcaster for whatever reason, or, you know, Apple Podcasts decides to feature your show. And... None of that stuff you have any control over. Like you, you can't know that. And if you do decide to follow up, like let's say you want to, you're going to hound Apple Podcasts to feature you, the time that you invest in pursuing that is probably going to be detrimental to the actual development of your show. 
So those are all bonus things that grow an audience kind of instantaneously a little bit bigger, but that's not something that anybody can actually coach you to do. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you don't like go to school and get a BA and Apple Podcasts, you know, featured. Like you just don't do that. Right. And usually the day in and day out aspect of it, and we talked to Sky about that. Um, in the last episode where she mentioned a really something that was really insightful that, you know, she covers podcasting. She knows all the things, not, you know, not all the things, but she's really into the podcasting industry. But just the fact that, you know, the podcasting industry doesn't necessarily mean that you know how to podcast. Right. And so podcasting, you only know it when you do it. And the yep. more you do it, the more you can go like, oh, that doesn't work. Oh, that doesn't work. For it. And the other thing that you need to be really powerful about is saying that works for some people. That doesn't work for me. Right. And we in this Painful show have, as it is. Yeah. You can't be afraid to try it and you can't be afraid to fail. And you can't mm -hmm. be af and you can't worry about embarrassing yourself because right. I do it on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> well, there, there's also one thing that's really fun about podcasting in the same way that you can't have like a button to like automatically make you successful. You don't you also don't have a button to automatically make you fail. So there are a couple of things that do really suck. Like if you mess up your RSS feed in some way, shape or form, you could lose your audience. Like it could really suck. That's a technical thing that you do need to know. If in some way something happens to your RSS feed and you have no support, meaning you're not being hosted in a reputable host or you're doing your own feed or, or you know, you're going with a free podcast hosting client that doesn't let you take your audience, like have a 301 redirect or something like that, then yeah, you're kind of screwed. You totally messed up. Sorry. Um, there's that. And then sometimes, you know, there are things, if you say something on the show, especially nowadays, somebody could come back and say like, well, you said this. And, you know, if you have a job or something that you really care about outside of podcasting, then you have to be a little smart about that stuff. It could come and bite you in the butt. But other than that, there's really nothing that you can do. If you don't promote your show, nothing's really going to happen. Well, because no one will know <laughs> what you're doing. You know, it's like, exactly. It's like there's nothing huge. You can't so. help people if they don't know you're out there to help. Correct. So. Well, thank you so much. We love feedback. So if you want to send us some more feedback, uh, you can email feedback at shepodcast.com. And we'll are happy to, um, you know, read your email or put your voice feedback on the show so that we can let you guys know the types of questions that we're having. So how about we move into some news? The news you can use. For the informed podcaster, podcasting news. Dude, I think you missed all the big news last week. There are really, like, as of this week, I'm, I'm sort of over it. Like, there's nothing that I'm like, oh, my God, we need to talk about this. Did you guys already talk about it? Yeah, we did. We talked about it in the last episode. It was that whole oh. thing with, like, Sword and Scale, the dude of Sword and Scale. Like, you know, now he's suing the guy who said that it might have been him that caused the bad ratings on his show, that that's like defamation. And then we had the whole Himalaya thing about the IPO. And you and I talked about that. That's not as big of a deal as everyone's making it. Well, anyway, that was last episode. But this it's time like all of a sudden someone Googled it. It was has always been there. It's never been different. Anyway, go ahead. I don't want to get on that again. Yeah. But this time, I just really have a little bit of news because Podchaser, I don't know if you, because oh, I love these guys. They've been so supportive and they're so sweet and they're doing something that I actually really totally love. So Podchaser, podchaser.com. You guys can go check that out. 
it's a sort of like what they want to do is they want to be the IMDB of podcasting, right? So they want to have all of the information in on on Podchaser, and that includes the podcast, the hosts, the producers, the um, guests. Anybody who works on a podcast, like titles in there, and you can search them. And if you're looking for somebody as a guest or somebody as whatever, they're going to be on this feed. And that also is not only through uh, people who are doing podcasts, like let's say people who are on podcasts or people who produce podcasts, but also let's say some random person who has been on a couple of podcasts and they're not podcasters, they could also be added to this database. So anybody who is not in podcasting at all and is just using podcasting as a way to get their name out, you guys should often also open up an account for Podchaser and find the podcast that you've been on and tag yourself as a guest because this is a way that somebody's going to go look for you in there, which is, right. I think, a really great search tool. So they opened up creator profiles, and that's like, a profile that you have as a creator where you can like put your favorite podcasts on the side, like t your top eight, and then you can also share the shows that you're in and all of that kind of stuff. But what they've just released is the podcaster feed. And so what that is, it's kind of like you would go in there and if somebody, you can now follow a creator or you can follow a show. And if you follow these and you go in there, you can look through your feed and it actually tells you where whatever creator has been on a new show or an episode and it kind of comes into your feed sort of like, you know, the way that you go into Facebook and you follow people and you see what they're up to and all that kind of stuff. That's all focused on just podcasting. So I thought, oh my gosh, that is so cool. If somebody really wants to kind of follow somebody and is really obsessed with um, everybody being on somewhere, I think it looks great. And you can play the episodes right from there. So I love it. Like I'm getting these little notices as to like somebody's following your show. I'm like, oh, I like that. Thank you so much. <laughs> so if you guys want to follow She Podcast, I'm actually going to put a link in the show notes to all of this stuff so you guys can follow Jess. I follow Jess and John, John I didn't look for you really. I was trying to fill out my feed so I would have something. To show I up. fell below the top 10. That's okay. That's, no, no, no. There's a oh, top eight like of your favorite John. podcast. But I was trying to like, I'm like, I want to like add things on my feet so I can talk about this. And I was like really quickly trying to come up with like, okay, I have to look for all this stuff. So um, you guys can definitely go check it out. Those guys are great. Oh, and we have, I think I have it in the show notes there. This has not been released out to everybody, but for the first 10 people that email us over at feedback at shepodcast.com, okay, feedback at shepodcast.com for the first 10 people, we will give you instant access to this a mega key to give you instant access to this feed, which has not been released out to everybody yet. You need to use the code SHEPODCAST, like all together. So SHEPODCAST, one word, and add that in the verification box on the homepage. I guess I already told you how to do that. My, I mean, I guess the first 10 people who try it can go do it. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot to say that. So I've just given you the I, I just told you how to do it. So you guys, anybody who wants to go over to the com, there is a verification box on the homepage if you want instant access to this like Podchaser feed. And if you use she podcasts, um, you will get access. So <laughs> oops. Oh, well, ski. There you have it. That's my favorite thing to say. Oh, well, ski. Oh, well, ski. It's really awesome. So the other bit of news about um, the podcast of the year awards that's coming from Adweek. Yay. Yay. 
Yay, how about that? Is that really news, you think? <laughs> Not really. I'm just putting <laughs> that... I, I saw that you're like, Adweek has a podcast of the year, and I was like, and... I know. I and it's so funny because it's like, it's, I neither do I, especially because it says to recognize a hard work, innovation, creativity going into the podcasting medium. The Adweek Podcast of the Year Awards celebrate the best of the best, especially among shows aimed at professional audiences. Oh. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I know you that's going to so bitter. Maybe we should just like stop talking about that there. We might not even put a link in the show notes for that. But anyway, it just says that uh, you can enter today. Although it makes it seem like these these guys have been doing this for like ever. But it says Adweek is proud to announce the inaugural. Oh, inaugural is the first. Inaugural is Inag- first. Inaugural is first. Okay, Inaug- so the inaugural. Inaugural. Adweek Inaugural. Inaugural. Yeah, so then it's the very first one. There you go. Honoring outstanding podcasts. Should we do it? You know, every podcast is going to go stampeding over there to try to get an award that means nothing. I don't know. Have fun. So should should we do it, though? Should we enter? So bitter. Well, I, I, I mean, if you want fun. to, that's I would. It, listen, it doesn't hurt. Do we want to? It's an experience. I don't know. I'm asking. It's an experience. I don't think it's, is it for us? I don't think it is. But hey. You might not even be able to enter because you, you don't you don't have enough juice or whatever they need or oh you have to create you have oh, to create we have an juice. account and do oh we have juice we do we have Don't juice question John. our juice I, of course i'm not questioning i'm just saying that they ad week <laughs> ad week wow. might be questioning your yeah. juice not me of course i would eh. never whatevs mm-hmm. so and maybe maybe we should just but we have to recreate an account anyway whatever if you guys want to do it do it yo do it yo but now we're going to, you know what we haven't done in such a long time, you guys, because I'm over the news because they're not very interesting. And plus, I want to talk about She Podcast Live coming up very soon. But before we get into that, we're going to do some pet peeves. We haven't done pet peeves. And this is my pet peeve. So can we have that uh, transition I there, even John? I had pet peeves. <laughs> Jessica's pet peeves. All right. So that was Jessica talking, but it's. Actually, my pet peeve. Okay, Uh this is my pet peeve right now. So there is, I'm all for stats, you guys. I really love to hear stats in the space. It's not a bad thing. You know, Libsyn does stats all the time. There's other companies getting in there doing stats also that I think, good, good for you for doing stats. Yay. But I do not like the way VoxNest, and I'm calling you out, VoxNest, is positioning their stats because they're releasing stats, I think every month. Mm-hmm. And what they're doing is that they're, they're positioning a essentially a battle or war between Apple versus Spotify. Okay. That's what they do. They just go like Apple versus Spotify. It's like and, WWF wrestling. And it's really, honestly, it's so annoying. Why does it annoy you? Oh, because of the look, it's just it's just so stupid because it makes it look like it's some kind of weird fight, like war. And I'm not in the mood for things to be positioned as a war. This is not a She's war. Not look in at the this mood, y'all. August, listen, August proved to be another month of battling as Spotify took Portugal, Algeria, the largest country in Africa, and Bulgaria, and Apple reclaimed Romania. What does Which that even mean? It was just mean? taken over last month by Spotify. It means, it means that more people are listening there on Spotify than Apple. 
Yeah. And so, but uh, yeah, exactly. And I, I find that information really interesting. I, I actually really like the article and the data presented. I like that. I like the fact that it's a global view of pod, the podcasting space. I love to see these countries, you know, listening and all this kind of stuff. I love the information about Spotify doing better in some places and other, other places. I'm cool with all that stuff. I don't like the positioning of this battling thing like Apple reclaimed Romania. And like, it feels incredibly, and I know this is totally like in my belly. It feels incredibly colonial in all kinds of ways. You're coming to different countries and you're having this gigantic force take over your country. And I know that that's not what this is about, but all they have to do is just change the language and not make it a fight. It's like they're egging on Apple and they're egging on Spotify. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to make them in some way fight. I feel that that's detrimental to the growth of the industry. If people can simply continue to offer podcasters ways to reach audience, that's awesome. It's great to know that Spotify is doing so well outside of the United States and in a, in a global perspective and simply doing that in a positive fashion. Cause you do that to me all the time, Jess, whenever I send you some copy, you're always like, yeah, why don't you make that into a positive? And I'm always like, Ugh. but you know what? This is the kind of stuff that really just irks me because it, it's just like, I don't like the language. And then Spotify's takeover of two more European countries in the battle between the two, the two over Romania proves to the continued importance of listener growth on the continent. It's like, what? Well, I think they're just trying to like make it sound gamey. Not battles. Like no, you don't like battles. No, pet peeve. Listen, you're very, Take very, over. you're pet a peeve. very peaceful woman. Obviously, yeah, you're very I don't pe- like it. <laughs> I think it's annoying. You're I a love very, what very they're... peaceful woman, but yeah. Listen, when we started the year, and people were like, "What's your?" I mean, how many times did someone ask you, like, "What's your like prediction for what podcast is? What's this year going to be like in podcasting?" Like, the one thing I kept saying was that I don't think Apple is going to be where people listen anymore. I think it's going to be Spotify. I think by the end of 2019, more people will be on Spotify than Apple. Ooh, well, I guess we'll wait and see. Well, so that's why they're making a big deal. Not because of me. I'm just saying, like, they're making a big deal out of it because, like, there wasn't really much to predict except for that. I don't think. Right. Yeah, know. but it's just, I just think that this is dumb. I ask a stupid question. I mean, I understand sure. that, that you know, Spotify versus Apple is the big throwdown, but, you know, there's this little thing called Google and they have their own podcast app. Yeah. Well, see, this is the other thing too. It's sort of like a weird positioning as well. And Rob always mentioned this because <laughs> Spotify is still, at least through lips and stats and stuff, they're still at around like 10% of the market. Yeah. Okay. Apple Podcast is still at about 60. What's the battle? What? That's not true. Yes, it is. Are you sure about that? Yes, I am sure. I am 100% sure. Yes, yes, yes. Mm. In fact, I can actually give me a moment. Let me give you the stats. This is mobile downloads as of August. So just from mobile. They moved up just a little bit to 85.15, and that's all the time. And then computer downloads were down to 14.63. But we're going to get now to the big dog aggregator apps. So Apple, with Apple Podcasts and and iTunes, is coming in. Oh, here we go. At 57.9% of all downloads. So again, that's actually going down below in that 16% line. Now, Spotify was number two 
and Spotify is now up to 12.9. So that's a big rise for them. But still, 12.9 versus 57.9%. Mm-hmm. Is that really a battle? No. I mean, I guess not. Okay. And then you were talking about, uh, John, Google Podcast. Google Podcast right now is number six at 1.7%. I got to tell you, I've checked out all kinds of podcasting apps. And to me, how simple it is to use, how easy it is to search, it is a great podcasting app. Clean, nice. I've went and tried all kinds of other ones. And I always come back to the Google Podcast app. Well, because I have an Android. Right. And Android's... Don't they outsell iPhones yes, by they a do. ton? In, it, yes. Well, in the United States, just by a little bit of a ton, like they're over 50% here in the U.S. But uh, in the world, they're, I believe, at an 80%. So, yes, they totally sell it. Now, that said, whenever something's positioned like that, that Apple is, you, you know, like Spotify is taking over or Apple versus Spotify, it's kind of like saying, like, how would I say it? Joe Rogan versus She Podcasts. Let's see. Yeah, what they're crazy. doing. You know what? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, <laughs> well, I mean, it's like, it's Joe Rogan. Like, uh, I don't get it. Anyway. Yeah, that's, it's silly. So I like it. I think Vox Nest, you know, you guys are doing a great job. You're getting some st- some data out there that's really fun. And I love to see the, the global reach of podcasting. Really love that Spotify is doing so well outside of the United States, doing all of these lovely things and, and rising. I would just say, like, position it in a positive way where it's not necessarily a battle of taking over countries and all of that. Just don't like that language. I don't think it's funny. I just think it's dorky for them to be doing this. I don't particularly appreciate that. And I think that they are clever and smart over at Vox Nest and positioning a battle of countries and takeovers. I just don't think that's uh, smart. I think... They have nothing else to report on. <laughs> okay. There's that as well. Slow news so week. it has to be done. Let's start a fire. Y'all know what I mean, Vern? Okay. All right, dudes. So I think that now we're getting to what I want to talk about the most. Which is? Which is She Podcast Live, dude. And now an update on She Podcast Live. Oh, my God. So where do you want to begin? Where do we want to begin? Why don't we begin with... Some of the things that you 100% want to make sure people know about She Podcast Live as of now. Let's focus in on do you want to talk to the people who don't have tickets first or do you want to just talk to the people who have tickets and then make the people who don't have tickets have FOMO? <laughs> I mean, this is a whole strategy that I wasn't prepared for. I know, right? Moment. I'm just saying, I'm just putting that out there because it's like, should we just talk to the people who have tickets and then have the other one people like just kind of like feel like, oh my God, I should have gotten a ticket. Here's what's going on, just for everybody, okay? What's going on is that some of the larger advertisers are being clued in to the event, people that I unsuccessfully were trying to get a hold of, and they're starting to come in, and they're starting to want to participate. And at the very least, they'll be participating next year, people like Spotify. It's possible Patreon will be doing something fun. It's possible that iHeart will be doing something fun for us at the parties or coffees or things like that. So I'm really excited because it looks like we're going to have all the things covered that we need and all our parties are going to be funded, which is really what I wanted. So we're not all standing around starving and thirsty. <laughs> so yeah, that'll be really good. I am really excited that 
some of the speakers and the attendees are really interacting with one another on the app so much. And and some of them had a call last night, like a Zoom call to get to know one another so that they <laughs> so that they wouldn't be alone when they got there. Like, how amazing. amazing is that? Have you That's, ever heard of a conference no. where people are just like, can I like know you before we get there? <laughs> OK, let's just have a call. And we'll all love each other beforehand. It's so cool. It just goes to it's show how so amazing. I feel like our group of women, they're not just support. Like all this time I've been like, they're so smart and they're supportive <laughs> are loyal, but it's like they've mastered the art of improv. They are constantly. Yes. And yeah. yes. And yes. And like they, uh-huh. they never negate. I mean, it's very rare when somebody will be like, that's a horrible idea. <laughs> right. You're right. So Everybody's positive. like, let's just they're do so it. Positive. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm looking forward to the most is like the people who are actually going to end up there and the people who are actually going to end up speaking and the sponsors, like everyone I talk to is so happy that they're going mm-hmm. and so happy to be there and so happy to be a part of it and can't stop telling me how excited they are and congrats. Not saying can't stop, can't stop, won't stop, but I'm saying like, <laughs> I am hearing it constantly all day long and it's like the nicest feeling because all I want is for everyone to have a good time and be fulfilled by it. And I don't think that's even, I mean, even if it is the fire festival at this point and the hotel loses electricity and we have to sleep on the street, I still think (laughs) that it will be a good time Yeah, because these people are just up for it and it's great. It's great. I mean, there's probably going to be one or two people who like pissing my cornflakes a little because you can't avoid that and something will inevitably have to happen with quotes right because nothing is perfect but that part is great and then these little details are coming together too like as soon as i got home from fincon it was like immediately i had to start looking at menus and setting up chairs and figuring out stage and lighting and microphones and backdrops and booth set up and where everybody's gonna be on the floor map and like it's very very real so all this time, when you guys have been listening to me say, there's going to be coaching there and we're <laughs> going to have a podcast booth, like I now know where on the floor that's going to be. I have now seen that there are actually 300 plus hotel rooms booked, not people, not people, hotel rooms, people sharing, people bringing their spouses. That's 600 people. My God. That's not a wedding. It's not a bar mitzvah. That is a, that is a crowd. That is a. A mob, if you will. <laughs> I, a mob. I think I'm scaring Elsie a little no. bit on purpose. But no, I mean, I mean, it's like it's once you start seeing numbers and you start seeing, tick, you know, the ticket sales are coming in and like it's just, it's very real. Elsie and I are talking about, you know, we're, I'm texting her dresses all last night to see like what I should wear to my to our event. And like we're figuring out. I mean, the schedule's been figured out for months, but like now I know when the crew is going to be opening registration. Now I know what the badges are going to look like, what the key card, the lanyards are going to look like. It's all very, very tangible. And so up until this point, if you've been thinking like, oh, that's so cool. They're going to do it. I wonder if I'll go. I'm not sure. We'll see how it turns out. Here's how it's panning out. It's going to be big, <laughs> sparkly, <laughs> and fun. Yeah. It cannot not be fun because all of our speakers are super excited about what they're talking about. They're all collaborating with one another. There's about 47 meetups in the app of people who just want to like have a buddy to talk about all different things. Podcasters from Ohio, women of color, people who like oranges. Like I don't even know. 
Yeah, it's like it's kind of neat how they're like meet up for like everything in the on the planet. There's a meet up for there's a meet up for people who snore. I mean, it's why like not? Ridic- why it's, not? Yeah, I mean, it's just going to be fun to be able to see all of that stuff. I'm getting incredibly excited, and I'm not overwhelmed by it. I'm just seeing it like come into fruition, and to see the excitement of people showing up and and really knowing what they can have access to, which is so exciting. Like Jess had me write a. Uh, an email yesterday. I don't know if she's going to keep everything. I like that I wrote. It. it was just a weird. I felt it was it's a like, weird journey you took the reader on, but it's okay. It's all <laughs> it right. Fine. They can they can find. It's just excitement. But anyway, but the thing is, it's like we're going to have these. Um, we're going to have fairy hair. I don't know if you guys know what fairy hair is. Might as well start with something that just, is. Yeah. Totally about the fairy hair, dude. the fair hair, Amazing. dude, you guys. So I fell in love with fairy hair. It's like this little thing where they have these little sparkly strands that are tied to your real hair. And there, it's not a lot. It's like mm, five or 10 throughout your whole head, like little tiny things. And so when you're walking around and somebody looks at you, it looks like your hair is sparkling a little bit, but it's not like you've changed your hair. It just looks like, wait, was that a, did that sparkle? <laughs> And so, yeah, it's, it's glitter hair, y'all. It's glitter. We're going to have yeah, and someone doing glitter hair. She's going to do a few stand, strands on everyone for free. And then if you want extra hair, like 15 or 20 strands, she's going to like we are paying her for a certain amount of time and then she'll have extra time to take appointments. And I don't think it's any more than like $40 to have like a whole bunch of glitter in your hair. So glitter strands of hair. And it stays. It stays for, for a, a while. Year, so she you said even, she's had some you wash it up on her head anyway, for a year. Ahead. She's had some on her head for a year, she said. No way. I can't like it wait. fell out. She's the Georgia <laughs> hair fairy. That's her name. I know, John. You're going to look great with I wonder if they have little baby fairy hair for men like small short or like I wonder if you can cut it up real anyway. It's amazing. <laughs> That's like the coolest thing ever. Fairy hair is awesome. But we also have things that actually do have to do with podcasting, although I do I would actually advocate for the fact that having fairy hair in your hair when you're podcasting does make you a better podcaster, but then we can have that conversation at at another time. That said, we have the top, (laughs) the top female women podcast consultants there at your fingertips. Like there's going to be a coaching slash mentorship table area, whatever you want to call it, where you can schedule time with this list of the top women podcast consultants slash coaches and you can just sit down with us and ask questions. You don't have to schedule time. There will just be someone there at any time if you have a question. What I scheduled is a variety of different people to do it. Okay. But so that's the schedule that that she's referring to is that I've had people pick their own schedule. But as an attendee, if you have a question, if you come out of a session and you have a, something specific to ask about your show, you can come and ask, you know, if the speaker's got a line out the door, you can come and ask one of our consultants like, hey, I just saw this. She talked about this. What do you think about this for my show? And this way you right. always have someone at your at your disposal. And then the diversity consultant on top of that. So we hired a diversity consultant to help us with our event. And she has very nicely agreed to sort of be like the doctor is in at our event too. So if you have a question about how to incorporate more diversity or you want someone to look over your copy or you want to just talk to someone about, you know, like anything regarding diversity and inclusion, she'll be there throughout the whole conference to answer questions. She, you might have to make an appointment with her actually. Yeah. I'm not sure. That's really fantastic. And then lastly, we do have... Um, Buzzsprout, who is going to be there with their fancy booth. I don't know if you guys have seen 
that uh, Buzzsprout has been in uh, other conferences before, but for a lot of people, this is possibly going to be one of your first conferences that you're attending. So you might not have seen this. And so what they have is like, they ha- they literally have like, it's like a little shed, right? It's a little mini shed that they put up every time that they go to an event. And it's got like all of the fancy audio stuff in it. And you go inside of it and you can record your podcast or you can record whatever it is that you want to do that. So if you want to have like a collaboration between one or two shows or like a, you know, I think what, how many people did we have just when we did that one for baby, uh, business and babies? Was it six? Was it six of us? Or four or how many? It was a lot. One, it was like five. I think five. It was five. So that's not optimal. I mean, they only have a few microphones in there. That's probably not optimal, but it was doable. Like we all had to stand like we were little sardines in there and, and talked on the microphones and stuff. But if you have like two or three people, it would be amazing for you guys to collaborate on some awesome part of your show or I don't know. It's, it's amazing to be able to podcast live on the floor. And as you know, one of the things that you guys could even plan on is somebody taking pictures of you while you're podcasting live at the event because you're because famous. That's awesome. You could make yourself famous. Yeah. You could be like, you know, look at what I'm doing. I am a podcaster for sure. Yeah, recording. that's that awesome. Sure. So, yes. Pretty so we cool. have those things happening over at She, at she Podcast Live. It's so exciting. It's going to be really, really fun. I don't even know what else. I just I cannot wait to get there. I'm I'm filling our bags of swag with all kinds of stuff. I'm ordering T-shirts. I'm ordering buttons. I'm ordering other tchotchkes. And we're getting people to send. We're getting lots of giveaways from people who want to donate prizes. We're gonna have a fun game going on during the event. So, and you have the art thing that you were thinking. Oh about. yes, I've been thinking about. Yeah, that's a surprise. Oh, it's a surprise. Okay, shh. That's a surprise. Shh. But um, <laughs> but we're gonna have a little a fun little game that people play, and I've got I ordered a bunch of stamps for that for stamping like a like a passport type thing, and then um, and then there's got to be giveaways. So we have pile giveaways and Samson giveaways and all kinds of giveaways. I'm really excited. Podbean I think is doing some giveaways. Libsyn is doing some giveaways. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be so yeah. great. So yeah, it's gonna be so awesome. I love it. Whether that gave you FOMO or not, I have no idea. The only thing I can tell you is that with every question that I'm being asked via email, it's always signed off. Yay, I'm so excited! (laughs) We love that. That should be like, yay, I'm so excited. That should be like a hashtag, yay, I'm so excited, or some kind of t-shirt. Yay, Yay, I'm so so excited! excited. Every email, every tweet, every comment. Yay, can't wait, I'm so excited! (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome, though. It's great. It's awesome. Oh, I do want to say one more oh. thing. I heard yeah. a little birdie told me that some of the men who are attending and some of the men who are vendors are very nervous about being there. Oh. That They feel that they're intruding or they don't belong there. That is not the case. There are going to be lots of you. You will not be alone as an attendee or as a vendor. Um, and I don't want you to feel like people are going to be pointing and laughing at you for your genitalia. That is not true. <laughs> None of that is true. It's going to be, we are a very inclusive bunch. We want you to be there. We want you to participate because you want to be there. And so we welcome you. And I just have heard a couple of my sponsors like whispering, like, I'm a little nervous. What if, you know, what if it's too whatever? And it's not going to, I mean, it's definitely going to be girly and and ladyish. And there's going to be a whole lot of women there, but it's not going to be, it's not a cult. It's just a gender. (laughs) 
<laughs> Do you know what it's I mean? A, like, it's just, I, oh my God. It, it's, That's there's funny. nothing it's culty not about cult. it. We're not brainwashing anyone. It's fine. We love men. We want men to come. We want men to participate. We want men to see the sessions and the keynotes if that's what they want to do. So please don't feel nervous. It's going to be great. You don't have to wear pink. It's all going to be fine. It's no big deal. You might. It would be really fun if you all get fairy hair, though. That would be great. I mean, I would say that, you know, if you have the ability to dress your booth up, into something that is not the normal black, gray, and navy, or if you have the ability, you know, even a vase of flowers would probably do it just so that, you know, the whole room is going to look very pretty. Instead of the normal black pipe and drape, we're having white and white tablecloths, and we're going to have like a lot of photo boothy type opportunities set up and, and things like that. So that's the only way you may feel that you stand out a little bit is because it's very... I don't want to say corporate because corporate's not, it's it's fine if it's corporate, but you just may want to sort of zhuzh it up a little bit, you know? You know the, <laughs> you know the term zhuzh? You got to zhuzh it up. Well, that's the first time I've ever heard that. Really? But you don't know what zhuzhing is? You, it means, no, you know, I don't. But as long, I think as long as they have some kind of sparkly something, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, like something that sparkles. Something that be. sparkles for the love of all that is glitter. Holy. Yes. Glitter would do it. Just glitter for days. For days and days. Um, Awesome. So I think that that is really what we have going on, you guys. We are very excited. And Jess and I have been talking daily about the things that we're going to hopefully, you know, help each other out with or help me with her because I'm like her going to be her little puppy. Oh, stop like, it. That Not little thing, you know, and like the big dog goes like this and then the puppy goes and jumps up and over. That's <laughs> clearly insane. Be like, Elsie, go over there. I'll be like, okay. That's insane. <laughs> Jump over there. Okay. What are you even saying? The- it's crazy (laughs) it's like the big gazelle like this with the big legs see that that's going by really fast what are you talking about oh my god it reminds me of that time when you guys did that video and you were on stage and elsie would jump take the mic and she would just like step off a three-foot stage like it was nothing she just like one leg went over (laughs) then she stepped right back on and sat down again i was like with ease i was like why wow never seen anything like it i know it's crazy <laughs> she glides. Oh my god! She does oh my god. That's why I always say gazelle like because she yeah. is very gazelle like. Very gazelle like. There's well, no way to um, get around it. <laughs> With that though, I think that we've wrapped it up. I think we covered all the things. Don't you think? We've covered it all up. Yes. Oh my god! So please get your tickets if you haven't already. Send us your feedback. Feedback at shepodcast.com and. Jess, you take it away. Thank you so much for listening to She Podcasts. If you want tickets to She Podcasts Live, go to shepodcasts.live. And that is the website where you can register. You can see all the speakers. You can see the entire schedule. If you want to donate something to the swag bags, please email me just at shepodcast.com. We would love to have at least a couple hundred things for our VIPs. If you have a product or something that you want to give, I'm perfectly open to that. I want like... <laughs> presenty shit for my swaggies and then if you want to find us on facebook instagram and twitter you can find us at she podcast our normal website is shepodcast.com and as elsie said you can send us feedback feedback at shepodcast.com and thank you so much again for listening and thank you to my wonderful co-host and our producer and we will see you next time love you mean it bye